We are being hypnotized by people like this. News readers, politicians, teachers, lecturers. We are in a country and in a world that is being run by unbelievably sick people. The chasm between what we're told is going on and what is really going on is absolutely enormous. It's like we all know what's going down, but no one's saying to what happened to the home of the brave. These motherfuckers, they controlling us now, and no one's talking about how they made us out of these slaves. And everybody's just walking around, head in the clouds, and won't awaken to a dead in the grave. But then it's too late, we need to be ready to raise up. Welcome to the end of days. The greatest hypnotist on planet Earth is a oblong box in the corner of the room. It is constantly telling us what to believe in. Yo, let's go, man. Let's go. We're back. I thought we were going to quit this show. <laughs> we did one episode. And I was like, you know what? I don't know if I like this guy Raven, but fuck it. We're sticking around for another episode. I'm Top Lobster. I'm your co-host as always. Um, I'm ready to hand this off and start this shit, man. Go ahead. Tell us tell us who you are. I am Matthew Reif. I'm the great nephew of Dr. Royal Raymond Reif, uh, who in the 1920s was sponsored by Morris Fishbein, the founder and CEO of the American Medical Association. And this was to try to find a cure for cancer and tuberculosis. So they started a clinic and the FDA did sign off on majority of the patients that were there that had cancer, that it cured them of cancer. Now, Morris also sponsored uh, the Rockefellers and the Rockefellers found out you can make medications out of petroleum that give side effects. And then it keeps people coming back. And this become the allopathic medical system. It's a for-profit business. And people wonder, why do I keep on getting sick? I keep on always having something wrong with it. It's kind of like when your car insurance runs out. As soon as one thing happens, it's just going to continue happening. So I work with a lot of suppressed technology. I work with Tesla tech. My great uncle used to work with Tesla on many different things. Uh, in fact, they come up with this theory that you could oscillate cancer at the same uh, at the resonant frequency and oscillate it to the point that uh, the proteins would not align. Therefore, the cancer cells could not split off and double. It would become a daughter cell and your lymphatic system would produce it as waste. So Roy did this uh, hundreds of rats, hundreds of them. And every one of those tests come out successful. And that's before he moved into the clinical trial. Now, after Morris found out about petroleum-based medications, he said, oh, well, let's, let, let's shut Royal down because he was trying to produce these devices for people to have at home for a better future. And so I deal a lot with that. That's my main category of work. And I'm working on med beds, and I'm just wanting to bring a lot more health to people. And like I said, the other suppressed technology like wireless electricity and uh, electrical generation and how we can actually approach this from a healthy standpoint upon the earth and as people without having to be controlled by electrical companies or government. Wow. We're, we're, we're in it. We're, listen. <laughs> we're, 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 we're joined by Raven too, <laughs> man. Hey guys, what's going on? <laughs> Raven's here too. He's he's just gonna be hanging out. Holy shit! So I was gonna ask you, like, are you if if you are the actual the grandson of of the guy who created the Rife machine? And he is. This is incredible. Great, great nephew, not grandson. Oh, great nephew. Okay. So, um, your technology? Do you deal in uh, you deal in like health, or are you dealing in in uh, 
like energy production? What are you, what exactly are you doing with the Rife technology? I, I'm doing both of them. So within the actual Rife side of technology, uh, I built therapeutic devices and these these are uh, regulated by the FDA as being therapeutic devices because you can't hurt yourself with them. And there's another regulation that fits with them. And I don't make any claims to cure anything, treat or diagnose. And then if I ever do, like I'm going into clinical trials for PTSD on uh, soldiers. So I want to build that into my business model as well for free soldiers, um, like just sessions to be able to help their PTSD. So I'm also running Rife Center. I'm opening up the first ever Rife Center. And it's here in Richlands, Virginia. We're getting ready to open up on October 2nd. And I'm doing the clinical trials down at Fort Benning, Georgia. And we're just going to see what comes about it. We're, you know, we've got a lot of testimonies over the last year. So we're looking to bring more. But the free energy stuff, you know, I've done demonstrations to where you can pull uh, ion or just ions out of the magnetosphere and ionosphere. We could do this with graphene wires just set up on top of a mountain and collect free energy. Like at any given point, they say there's 400,000 volts up above your head. Well, that's a low number because they can't measure above that within any kind of plasma activity that we have going on. And they're like, oh, well, it's going to drain all of it. No, it's not. This this is the ionosphere. And this is where all the electric uh, electrical activity is. So I know that we can definitely do it. It's government regulation that's up to why we can. Oh, of course. Matt, um, you know, whenever we're dealing with sort of the concept of suppressed technologies, it, really across any field, right? If you're talking about the medical field, uh, suppressed technology that can cure some of these diseases that a lot of people would argue the pharmaceutical companies and the medical industry benefit from management as opposed to curing. Uh, and it's the same thing that people suspect with our power grid is that uh, if you find a permanent solution, if you find free energy, well, now you've effectively put a, a bullet in the leg of the industry that is dependent on our money. Uh, are you experiencing pushback? Uh, are, is there anybody that's resisting this? Are you coming in? Are, is anybody coming and knocking on your door and telling you you shouldn't be doing what you're doing? I've gotten a couple of calls from three letter agencies, and I was told that if I provide free electricity to one person, I would be considered a domestic terrorist because I would upset the U.S. economy and the world economy so much that it would be terrorism. So I haven't done that. And I have to go through all the protocols to go through government and ask for permission to produce something for free. And, you know, eventually I'm going to end up having to let a politician's hand get in the honeypot to be able to do things for the betterment of humanity. And, you know, our politicians are run by pharmaceutical companies anyway. I mean, I mean, how many times did people say, oh, go get vaccinated, go get vaccinated, not take care of your health or boost your immunity. Nothing like that. So. Why all that push? It's because it's a for-profit system and they're getting paid to do this and to push these things out. So eventually I, I can understand that I'm going to have to let somebody's hand get in the honeypot. Absolutely. You know, maybe I can do a little bit better for the future. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's all we could hope for, right? I mean, you'll probably have to make concessions to stay alive. And uh, hopefully <laughs> hopefully you do do that because I feel like what you're what you're telling us now, what you're offering is like, invaluable to it's going to be invaluable to my children um and and even me, me but uh it's a i'll tell you guys an interesting story that you might not have heard before so my wife uh she does wash chicken but she's a very smart girl <laughs> she's a she's a registered nurse and she was a she's been a nurse for probably a, over a decade now so she's been working in the current western medical system you know and 
pretty much accepting what's what's been going on up until COVID. And even more recently, uh, she was diagnosed with Lyme disease when I first moved to Florida from uh, from New York. Yeah, she like it was it's it's been a really crazy ride. She uh, she was experiencing dizziness. Um, nobody could really tell her what was going on. MRIs, all kinds of scans and stuff. Turns out she had a blood test, and they were like, "Well, we see that you know you got Lyme disease and all the all the other things in your body that were sleep dormant, like uh, Epstein Barr, which is like a uh, mono and things like that. That's just coming out. Like once once your immune system is suppressed to a certain level, Lyme disease just runs havoc. So um, she ended up seeing one of these CCC doctors, the the COVID Alliance people out here in Florida. They put her on ivermectin, which actually does work to kill Lyme. The ivermectin killed so much Lyme and everything else in her body that she wasn't detoxing it efficiently. And she went through a Herxheimer reaction in bed for two months. I mean, almost two months, like to the point where she's like, yo, I thought I was going to die and like legitimately scared. Like, I don't know, you're going to have to raise these kids by yourself. And it was a great, it was a yeah, really crazy time, especially for like uh, someone like my wife, who is like, you know, she's a nurse. So it's like, whatever the doctor says, all right, you know, you have this kind of pain. Well, we got this kind of pill, right? That's what you learn going through college and then in, in practice in, in hospitals, in general care, what she was doing. Now she's completely turned around and she doesn't take any pills. She'll, she's supplementing. We're seeing uh, like functional medicine doctors um, do, doing all these kind of things like that. But uh, one of the most recent experiences that we had, and I'd like to run this by you, Matt, because Maybe you could tell me about it. Um, we brought one of our kids to a, a frequency. It's like a frequency medicine doctor. Have you have you heard about this? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I'm I'm a believer. I'm doing this conspiracy show. But we went there, and what I saw, I was like, "What the fuck is going on here?" They were doing like uh, she was doing this. She was uh, putting like samples next to my daughter and saying if she's might be allergic to certain things. And I'm like. <sighs> I want to believe, but I don't know. And I like, I put the lady on the spot. I asked her questions and she was very dismissive of me because I'm, I'm sure she gets like a lot of husbands that come to the office and are like, fuck this. But like, I'm on another level, but you gotta, you gotta explain it to me. So I left there with a bad taste in my mouth. Can you tell me like a little bit about this frequency medicine? Cause it seems like, like the rife technology stuff might be in this realm or, or maybe I'm, I'm off. I don't know about them placing stuff beside and figuring this out. Like whenever I've heard of frequency doctors, I don't know all their practices. I deal more with physics and engineering and electrical and mechanical. So I mean, I'll show you like the technical term for this is an electromagnetic frequency wave field generator. And so I have it. I have it wound just right to where it can resonate with the human body. It's not going to over electrify. It works within it. Every one of these have to be tuned specifically for the human body. We've had different times that we just have to take a millimeter of wire off and just cut it that much shorter. So whatever she was doing or the uh, frequency doctor, I don't really know. Um, I try to keep on the path of everything that I do. I can explain by physics or I can explain it by math or I can explain exactly how it works because it's kind of like what you were saying, leaving a bad taste in people's mouth because you can't explain it or you don't know what's going on. People need to have a little bit of, you know, a little bit of backup to where they can be like, yeah, I took them and they explained everything to me and here's how they broke it down. 
Yeah, in theory, Man. it makes a lot of oh, sense. Go ahead, top. Yeah. go ahead, go ahead, David. No, I was just going to ask. Um, I understand that your great great uncle, uh, you mentioned, worked with Tesla, correct? Correct. How did you uh, start on this path? Because, you know, my great great uncle was a, a welder and a fabricator, and now I am. But that didn't happen oh, wow. until my my mid twenties. So I, I wonder. How did you get into it? What what was the the first project that you worked on? God, you know, I've been so his notes after Roy died, John gave the notes to somebody in my direct lineage. And then I ended up becoming curator of record. But even whenever I was younger, I remember looking at them and them teaching my family, teaching me things. And it was never meant, oh, learn all of this. You can do something with it. It was always just me being curious. And so I asked for it. And I didn't know who Roy was, you know, I didn't know he was well known throughout the world. And the only thing I know was, you know, my grandfather told me, hey, Matt, you know, don't ever do anything with this, but just keep it for your own knowledge. Go out and get a regular job and live life happily and be with your family because they killed your uncle Roy. And and I was like, man, that's a pretty damn depressing story. You know, I guess I'm going to go get a regular job. And then whenever I was 18, like so electronics have always been part of my life. Uh, playing Nintendo Entertainment System, my favorite game was taking it apart and identifying components and putting <laughs> it back together. That and Duck Hunt. But so whenever I was 18, I had a Nokia phone and I looked up, I didn't know what to look up and I looked up Roy Rife. Then I actually looked up Royal and I found him. I was like, this can't be the same guy. So I went back to family members and I asked, he's like, yeah, it's him. You know, my dad, he was in medical and he worked in a hospital and all this stuff. And he was more of the allopathic side of things, but he knows about the natural. He never pushed it on people. So he was kind of like holding his own in the medical uh, by doing that. So he didn't get vaxxed or anything. He's like, I'm not taking that shit. I don't know what's in it. He said, I'd rather go buy a shot off the street. And so, you know, it just kind of fell on my lap. Whenever I started seeing people losing faith in the allopathic medical industry and doctors, I was like, this is the time. Let me go ahead and introduce this to some people. I only planned on doing one or two units here and there to help a couple of people out. And it just turned into a huge thing. So now we're getting ready to franchise all across the U.S. Wow. That's incredible. I find it incredible that uh, how how like family lineage kind of does uh, pick up like these these interests. Because like for my interest in art and uh, music, things like that, I found out recently also is like, oh, my great great grandfather was also a guitarist. And this person was also an artist. And these are just interests that I pick up midlife for no reason. And now I do them professionally, but kind of, kind of like your story, except for your shit's way cooler. Like, <laughs> like No, I wish I could play music. I don't understand. Like I deal upon like the 50 second harmonic whenever I'm dealing with electrical coils. But I have no, I've been trying to learn how to play guitar for like 30 years. <laughs> I, I've only got dueling banjos. That's it. I don't understand that part. So don't think mine's cooler. I think yours is pretty awesome. Well, more more functional. For sure, more functional. Yeah. I wanted to ask you just to go back a little bit. You said that when you when you uh when you uh, tighten these coils or add coils, mm-hmm. what what uh what frequency or vibration are you trying to match with human beings? Is there a certain number to it? Yeah, so there is, and that's more like proprietary stuff because oh, of the sorry. engineering that we're involved. But coils do have a frequency to them, and you can tune a coil. So like how many wraps you have, how much wire, the wire gauge, the diameter of what you're going around, all of these things play a factor in it. 
So even on like a wireless electricity, if you tune wireless electricity to the uh, frequency of the earth and you have two resonant coils, one here and one here, and you shoot that electricity into the earth, the other coil will pick that up. And that's wow. how you do wireless electricity is through the earth. Power company's been doing these for years. They used to run power right down the line. And then at the end of the line, it'd run into the ground and that would shoot right back to the power company and they'd collect it back at the power station. So all this stuff, all this knowledge, it's suppressed, kind of. It's just more so nobody talks about it. Like on my technology, it's a step above, like, well, it's probably a couple steps above PEMF technology. Now, PEMF has been used by the governments in their space program since the early 60s. Because, like, the International Space Station, still within our fucking atmosphere. I don't even know if the Earth's round. But at the same time, these guys can't go that far away from the earth and live because they would end up dying or becoming severely ill. Every single day they lay on PEMF mats and they have to have frequencies. Wow. You know, Matt, it's, it's wild because we're in this time now where it feels like we're kind of having this, um, I don't know, maybe it's just me, this resurgence of old technology. The, the idea that let's say, for example, the ancient Egyptians were using some sort of harmonics or frequency technology in order to build the structures they built or to move the stones that they moved. There's all this speculation and there always is and has been and probably will be uh, until we get ourselves a time machine or some sort of a project looking glass technology where we can go back. But uh, it seems like we're we're in this moment in time where all these things are are bubbling up to the surface and all of it seems to be of this um variety this this harmonics this sounds frequencies this is the nature potentially of the technology that our ancestors knew pretty well uh and we have been and and what's really damning about that is it was seemingly parallel with our development as the human species for so long so important to building the cities that we built and understanding the universe the way that we do it we look back now and our ancestors, we would, I would say, uh, if we said this, it would be fair, knew more about, in some ways, the way the earth works and the way the stars work and, and, and the realm that we exist in than we do now. And so much of it, like I said, seems to be related to our technology being of a, of a sound frequency harmonics variety. Uh, do you, you're working with this stuff, you know what I mean? And, and, do you have these moments where like you stop and you go like the ancient Egyptians kind of did the same shit that I'm doing right now? Yeah. In fact, I, I have a good theory since this is a conspiracy show. I have a great theory on how the pyramids work. And honestly, yeah. like if, if the Egyptians were at this level and everything, it's kind of like maybe I should slow down because it might be the end of the line. What the fuck happened to them? You know, if they were at this point and then they disappeared, but so gold, you know, the golden capstone, and then you had gold running down the edges of the pyramids. Gold has this really odd ability that whenever it reacts to magnetism, it's a super high Gauss rating, which is a magnetism rating. Uh, whenever it's above the soil, let's just say for argument's sake, 80 Gauss. And then when you put it under the soil, it's 40 Gauss. And this has to deal with electrical uh, continuity as well. So it's exactly half under the soil than it is above. Now, they found plates of gold up underneath the pyramids. Um, and we know that they had the golden capstone, like I was saying. Now, they had limestone uh, coating on the outside of it. 
Plus, we know that all the chambers were tuned to specific frequencies. Wow. Now, let's switch gears just a little bit. Take oak trees. The first person to see a field of oak trees, he's like, oh, they're all the same. This is an oak. They all have the same leaf. And then you start breaking them down. You got red oak, white oak, water oak, you know, living oak, all these different oaks. I think electricity is the same way. I think the electricity come out of the magnetosphere and ionosphere. It would be collected by the golden capstone, run down the sides. And then whenever it hit the dirt, this is a perfect breaking point for it to shoot across the limestone of the pyramid and they could separate electricity by frequency in the different chambers. So I think that they had a lot of electricity that they could pack up and move. So if you can actually separate electricity into different categories, you could probably encapsulate electrical current inside of another electrical current, as in like wire or anything like that, to where you can move, you can't squish electricity. You know, it, it would carry stones like that. Maybe that's what they did. I don't know exactly, but I think that's how the pyramids work because of all the things that's been removed and the different um, abilities of all the materials. You know, I mentioned before how we're seeing this kind of resurgence, right? Mm -hmm. Um, I see a lot of, and I wonder if if you guys uh, see this too, I think it's mostly on Instagram. The algorithm will feed me perpetual motion devices where people are using magnets and they're positioning them in such a way that they're essentially creating a perpetual motion generator where once you set it in motion, it gets entrapped in the magnetic pool and it just keeps going and going and going and, it, and it's perpetual. Uh, it, is that something that you're familiar with at all? Let me let me cut in here real quick. Again, so we were at the we were at that frequency medicine doctor. They took a magnet. Okay, it's called this is called a a motion code. Again, I don't know if it's legit. It seems like it it this kind of like line of thing, it, the technology or whatever she's doing runs along the lines of what you're doing, but it could be bullshit cuz there's no for me there's no like hard proof of what she's doing. She runs a magnet down my son's back talks about like certain kinds of emotions and that's supposed to actually now theoretically i'm like there could be something to this how it works couldn't explain it but i am a <laughs> i'm so i'm so fucked up now because i'm like i don't know <laughs> i don't know what's true but it's like it's right there for me it's right there you understand what i'm saying it's like yes maybe but i don't know yeah it's like interesting special too well, yeah. magnets are really good for you. I mean, they're super great, especially structuring water. If you structure water with magnets, you drink it, it absorbs right into your body. You don't feel it go down through your diaphragm or in your gut. And this is the only water that can hydrate your mitochondria, which is the powerhouse of your cells. So magnets are really good. They do can you help sell, everything. Do you sell anything that does that? Uh, well, my machines structure water. I mean, because they're electromagnetic uh, generators, but they're electromagnetic frequency wave field generators. So magnets have one specific frequency. Mine can run all. Of them. Wow. Okay. Very interesting. I'm, I'm going to have to, my wife's going to watch this and she's probably going to be like, all right, we've got to finance one of these things. So <laughs> how about I just send you both one? I'll send you both the silver. Get the fuck out of here. That would be, you know, it's, that'd be amazing. Yeah. I'll send you both it, one just for having me on. I appreciate it. Uh, yeah it, it and sucks uh, because we're go ahead top no i'm, I'm gonna say I, I i'll refer you to the people this is this is how it works like you get somebody on and then it's like well i know sam tripoli and have you been on tinfoil hat 
Tinfoil hat. I have it. I know who Sam Tripoli is, though. I haven't okay, been doing yeah. too many different shows and things. I've been on Stu Peters and I've done a couple of podcasts, but it's just been so busy with my life, you know, from 5.30 to 10 p.m. at night. And yeah. so it's it's kind of hard to do shows, but I need to get into the groove and doing more. Yeah, a lot of it is advertisement. It's just putting your putting yourself out there. But yeah, for sure. I'm gonna I'll be telling people about this because I I do truly believe in this. One of the things that always sticks with me, I, I'll I'll let you go, Raven. I'm sorry. I just one of the things that sticks with me, you mentioned Tesla and, and one of his quotes that I'll probably get tattooed on my lower back or something. He's like, if you want to understand the uh <laughs> <laughs> you gonna tram stamp Tesla on your back? Yeah, yeah, dude. What the Hell, fuck? Else? Yeah, that's a gangster move. <laughs> so that's, that's, a, that's a gangster move. Respect. If you if you want to understand the secrets of the universe, you have to think in terms of uh, vibration, frequency, and energy. I believe, and it's one of these things that constantly I'm constantly thinking about. So when I see what you're doing, I'm like, okay, this guy's onto something. Yeah, I don't know if it's just me being indoctrinated into it but everything i see i see in like frequency and electrical current and like the engineering of it because i mean we're carbon-based electrical beings there's electrical synapses within your body that your brain sends down your nerve endings into your muscle even just a twitch of your muscle so like people with uh, parkinson's disease that's a beta wave malfunction that's hyper and hypo beta waves so if you can put in mid-level beta waves and send that electrical synapses through electromagnetic frequencies and stimulate that part of the brain, then they can stop the shaking. In fact, I had one guy that bought a machine that had Parkinson's and he come in, uh, into one of my lives. He said, hey, man, my tremors are almost completely gone. So I was on, actually on a podcast and I was hosting them at the moment and she read that in the comments. She's like, oh, my God, we got to talk about this. Wow, that's amazing. Again, to go back again, because there's so many things that I like. As you're talking, I was like, I want to like cut in and, and say something about it, but then I'm like, I gotta, I gotta remember the gold, the whole gold thing. So I'm a libertarian. I think you probably are too. I, I see you in like these kind of like libertarian spaces, and it, libertarians are big on gold, right? For me, never understood the the idea of gold because I'm like, why throughout time is this the one marker of money that is con constantly consistent people always find value in it but for the last i don't know 2000 years plus however long we haven't been using this technology people are still fascinated with it for some reason down to their core but it's not the best conductor right there's other metals that are better conductors but the our ancient ancient humans and who knows ancient whatever else that was on here really valued this stuff and you're saying that you think that it really has to do with you think it has to do with like the separation of uh of like the electrical currents being able to like classify and use these for different, different things. Yeah. I, I think it's a huge key to a lot of things that have been suppressed because the best conductor of electricity is silver. So that's what the rating of continuity is done off of uh, is from zero to 100 silver being the 100 coppers at a 97 golds at like 52 or 48, something like that. So it's really low, but it, it's the only one that has these abilities uh, that has the different Gauss ratings depending on uh, which kind of environment you put them in. So, I mean, it could be the key to electrical or uh, anti-gravity propulsion because, I mean, even aluminum, if I stick it above an electrical uh, cone-shaped uh, cone coil, I can make an aluminum ball float right up above it because it, it's um, 
Jerry Wave, not Jerry, I forget the name of it, but it's the waves coming off of it that, you know, that repel the electrical current. Maybe gold does the same thing. I've just never tested gold. Interesting, interesting. Um, one of my friends in the chat here, I says, if it comes up, could you ask him about electroculture for gardens? Um, I don't want that to get lost in the chat, but I have heard of people putting like uh, copper coils yeah. around like crops or certain things, and they say that it does increase growth. What do you know about this? So I am starting another company that is Rife Agriculture. Uh, the My distributor over in London knows the president of Well. They want me to come over and do their entire organic farming industry. So I've dealt with electroculture and I have a little bit more of a technical spin on it. But yeah, 100% it works. Uh, so think like plants you know, they speak through electrical synapses, just like our bodies do. Their root system is like a nervous system. So whenever you can take positively charged ions and you can collect them on copper and send that into the earth, because earth is negative, it's the ground. So it's going to pull from it or from the sky and go downward. It's going to electrify that ground a little bit. It's going to stimulate those plants and it's going to stimulate the microbes and everything that's around it. And electromagnetic frequencies, snails and earthworms love it. So they come in. And so it's just helping everything on, you know, just every single day. In fact, I have some that's called a Rife Star to where I build it out of copper and I wind it with other copper on the outside. So it's a tuned antenna to where it's picking up electrical current. And I use magnet wire to surround it on the front and back. So it's sending out electromagnetic frequency fields on the top of the soil too for the top of the plant to be stimulated. So we're getting the roots and the top. Works works great. Electroculture, go for it. Very interesting. Someone here has an add-on here. Um, is there any truth to Earth's frequency changing? I think so. Seems like shit's real fucked up here. <laughs> yeah, so there there is some change. I really believe in... Uh, Whatever the poles are, the polar shifting. You know, and like I said, I don't know what they are. I don't know what's there, but I do know there's been a lot of uh, magnetic activity going on all around the Earth for a while now, and it's gonna we're gonna start seeing spikes in different places. Now, it, I do believe in that, and you know, we can see the the evidence of it in the past, like, you know, different cities being sunk in water and other cities, you know, the earth shining throughout it. So, yeah, I mean, uh, I just think it's all polar shifting and I think it does change. Yeah. One Matt, of the, do you know, Oh, go ahead. Top. Oh, sorry, man. I'm like, just Raven's just sitting here. Like, you know it's what? Fine. Let's just take a, hold on. It's like, all right, all right, here we go, Matt. We <laughs> <laughs> Nah, fuck with you. Um, I was just going to say that like so that the documentary of the show about uh, Skinwalker Ranch, what they really focus on, it, it's like a it's more like a science show because it's on Discovery Channel. But they really focus on the the electromagnetic anomalies and radiation anomalies that happen there. And it seems to be whatever whatever that stuff is, seems to be uh, attracting the supernatural or the kind of shit that they're seeing. So. There could be something to to this. You're playing with fire, dude. Well, electricity. You're playing with electricity. Yeah, I haven't seen Skinwalker Ranch. I really don't think I want to because I know that's what it deals with. So I don't know what I'm bringing in. But so far, it's been okay. But even Jefferson, he created, um, what is it, a poltergeist detector? Things like that. Jefferson was playing with this stuff back in the day. Thomas Jefferson. Mm -hmm. Wow. Another thing I didn't know. 
I learned recently that, that uh, feel better about uh, paranormal exploration. I'm like, yeah, dude, one of you know, one of the people who founded this country was into that stuff. So how about that? Yeah, one of the best founders. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I I learned recently that Ben Franklin was like hiding bodies in it, but I think he was doing that for science. I don't know in his basement. You heard about that? No. Uh, yeah, doing it for like science? A, no, that's called a serial killer. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> I'm, I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt, but yeah, in his like house in London. Uh, they excavated the basement and they just found like tons of bodies. But they were like, oh, he was just doing like illegal, you know, experiments sex. on. Yeah, sex, sex with bones. Inside. <laughs> That's all. I mean, really aren't there tons of bones up underneath London anyway in the caverns? Aren't there cata yeah. catacombs up under there? That's just kind of like normal shit. <laughs> that's just yeah that's just regular history shit yeah. Matt, i wanted to ask you you mentioned it briefly and i know that we just came off the back and i think it's still happening uh there are people on x or twitter who are seemingly obsessed with the uh the spikes that have been happening in regards to the schumann's residence now i'm not too familiar with it but i keep seeing it and i keep wishing that i was smart enough to understand what they're talking about because people look alarmed and having you mentioned it a moment ago. I hope maybe you would know a little something about it. Yeah. So the Schumann resonance is the frequency readings of the earth and LA change. And I saw it trending one day and it was actually the day after I noticed this, I, I saw somebody posting on it and it looked like data transfer. My daughter, I was like, that's not, that's not Schumann resonance from the earth. That's data transfer. So I don't know what the fuck I'm wrong. Something's happening. And there, it looks like data transfer on some of them. Now, I saw recently somebody posted, I think it's today, that it looked really low and it was really dark. And it's like, I've never seen these colors before. And so that's a lower frequency. And that could be just polar shifting. What, what do you mean about the colors? The, the colors relating to the frequency? How does, yeah, how does that yeah. work? So, yeah, and the different frequencies, it'll have a different color to show like high or low or where it's going to. Uh, it's they... just like a graph of measurement. On color. Okay, so is that uh is that like a like a hard science measurement or is that just like what they put what they assigned so that you know? Uh yeah, just so it's like yeah, like a legend or a key of a map. It's whatever they decided to put it, but it's kind of like when you see the weather severity of a thunderstorm, like from yeah, green red. to red. That could yeah, be. yeah. Yeah, because I've I've always had this theory that like kind of in, in my head as I as I was playing music as a like a younger kid, that uh People with with uh, it relates to perfect pitch, but the way colors and, and frequency are related almost because they, they do kind of like run along the same scale. But uh, so people that have perfect pitch are probably sensing these frequencies and, and kind of seeing they're seeing the or people with synesthesia are seeing the the sound. Right. Yeah. To to teach that to somebody would be strange because you would have to assign it like I'd have to assign it, but you may perceive it differently. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, it's kind of like, how do we know we're seeing the same color? Yeah, like you, yeah. That kind of thing. Like somebody that's colorblind, you know? And they say, oh, that's green. It's just what they've learned is green. Yeah, ex exactly. Yeah. Hmm. So that deals with rods and cones and the eyes. Uh, I think they've actually done transplants up on people on their eyes. So I don't know if people actually see different colors, but... Uh, that's just all rods and cones. So you have these two different things in your eyes that pick up on color and pick up on depth. And if those change, your color will change that you see. But like I said, I think they've done like a uh, human eye uh, organ donor and they've transferred that to other people. 
you know, That's... Matt, going back to what you were talking about earlier, um, and I know you said that you didn't think necessarily it was technology that was suppressed entirely, maybe some of it that was forgotten. We were kind of talking about the ancient Egypt thing. And um, I, throughout my life, did not have any sort of real interaction with doctors. I, I stopped going to doctors when I was a kid. Uh, and then, you know, I think it's a kind of a thing that happens to a lot of dudes is we won't see a doctor again until we're like damn near 30, you know, until you have a wife or something that's like, you need to go to the doctor. And you're like, are you sure? I don't think I need yeah. to go to the doctor. This will pass, whatever this is. So what ended up happening to me was um, I developed cancer, testicular cancer. And I'm totally good now, but I was like uh, carted through the medical system so rapidly and it was almost instantaneous that they recommended surgery. There was no talk yeah. about treatment. There was no talk about whatever, maybe potential lifestyles that I was living that were contributing to this issue. Uh, you know, there was some question. Cock and bowl torture. They're was, like, you got to stop the cock yeah, and bowl torture. Like, Are you fucking ball peening your nuts for pleasure? <laughs> and I said, no, I'm not doing that. I swear. Uh, they looked at me skeptically, but they were like, we're going to cut it off. And they went straight for, for cutting it off. And so just, that's it. Yeah, I was pro and I stopped midway through. I was like, I don't want to. I had yeah, kind of buyer's remorse. They cut the one off and I was like, dude, I think I'm good. I'm fine how, how I am. Uh, they got but, one of them. Though. But I, yeah, after they took the one, I, I'm faster now, more aerodynamic. Things are streamlined. <laughs> I'm experiencing less drag. Uh, but, you know, it just seems like this is so many people's complaint about the medical industry is that doctors are so quick to just recommend either a, a prescription, right? We talked about it before. It's like maintenance is a much better business model than curing a thing. And the same thing is where my head goes when it comes to this, uh, um, you know, technology for energy production. And what really upsets me about in particular, the medical industry is there's literally you're on the other side of the approach to, you know, how to kind of be a well-rounded person. And in the middle of the medical industry, the established medical industry, and then people like you who are on the outside who are trying new things and, and, and seeing where this leads, there are people in the middle where top ends up going to, where they're dragging magnets down your baby boy's back. And I just feel like that wouldn't exist if we would have a, a much more serious conversation. But we are in the age of censorship. And so when you try to have these conversations, even just to explore them in a, in, a, in a professional manner, you're ostracized typically by the community. Maybe now these things are changing, but typically uh, you would be ostracized by the medical community. You would be ostracized by the scientific community uh, because you're going against the status quo. And that ostracizing creates that weird ass middle place where they're, you know, rubbing their fingers together and they're putting magnets on your body. And, Listen, and we don't know what's work. going on. Be yeah, it, it may, it may work. work. It, it could very well work. I just, my just question is like, how do you sense it? You know what I mean? I was assuming that this woman would have like a tuning fork and, and, and like, cause that is a very possible situation. I, right? yeah, like I, have, I have tuning forks. So yeah, I get that. Yeah, it's more physical. He's like, oh, Matt, you're allergic to broccoli. And I put a piece of broccoli on your chest and then I <laughs> measure the frequency and I say, see, look, this, <laughs> see these numbers. I'd be like, okay. And it makes oh, sense. Oh, is that what she was doing? That's, that's called no, bio no. resonant Oh, she wasn't. She didn't you can have any tools. feedback on an electrical system and find out what the resistance is. And if it right. correlates with like liver, there is a liver problem. Yeah. See, that would make a lot of sense to me if she had tools. 
this is not a tool. This I, this is why I'm asking. What the fuck are you doing here, lady? It, it was it was the craziest thing. But I'm like, I believe it. I believe it. But like, how are you measuring it? it, it this, I don't She's know. Not. She was high. She was I think, really yeah. high. I was like, I paid for this. This is incredible. Whatever. <laughs> well, that's, dude. Okay, so that's yeah, another that... thing. I, and I want to ask Matt about this. What is, because I think there's some validity to it. I like the way they look. I think they're cool. I'd like to collect them. If it wasn't for an entire community of women with armpit hair telling me that the I rocks. have to stick them. Dude, what's up with the rocks? Are, are they valid? Are the Yes. Yeah, See, I believe this in the is rocks. what I want. I want a man of science holding the crystal. I don't want a woman <laughs> with armpit hair who smells like patchouli. I want a man of science holding the crystal. Tell us about the crystals. I sell clear quartz because they do hold energy. This is called piezoelectric. You can use them as bearings. You can generate electricity from them. In fact, clear quartz, uh, whenever you, one little piece shatters off of it, it sparks. You can make a flashlight a little bit by smashing them together in a dark room. So there is science behind the crystals. I was, you know, Wait, back they, in the day, they generate I light. Bullshit too. They generate light, like clear quartz. If you start smashing two of them together so and get microfracture, yeah, it'll oh. it'll start generating sparks off of it. And you can kind of clear, you can kind of see where you're going if it's pitch black, or you can just rub them together and it creates microfractures in it. And there's been so there's been a lot of studies up on crystals and their frequency and how they can help. Uh, there's a lot of science behind that. This one I think is a geode. I like the way it looks. I don't know if there's any more scientific proof to what it can do other than just holding paper down, but still like it. Yeah, that's yeah. The, my kid has a couple. They're, they look awesome. But is there any science to the yoni egg? Is there any science to putting a crystal in your vagina and kegeling it? So there, there's some there. science to that. I think everyone should try that. <laughs> I don't know what it is, Wait but I second. think there. I have no idea about that. Listen, Matt's about to introduce. He's like, we have a brand new rife technology uh, offshoot. We're making dildos, <laughs> <laughs> crystal it's dildos, Yoni, uh, coil. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, it'd be great if I could. There, there are people that make crystal dildos. And they, they oh, smell the crap. Super expensive. Yeah. So, but I don't know what the science is between all of that. And, you know, there's only certain ones I've studied so far, and I'm picking up more and more on it. But women are, are on a totally different level. Maybe your holistic doctor was way more empathetic than we are and could pick up on senses that we don't know about. Maybe dildo, crystal dildos are a good thing. Hey, babe. It's top. Are she you going to go walked. back to the to the crystal lady? No, no. She was my wife. Was like you were mean to her, but I'm like, because if you guys know me, I'm no bullshit. I'm just going to tell you what I think, and yeah. I'm I'm not even. I wasn't calling her out to be like bullshit, but I'm like, you got to explain it. You got it. You're a professional here. Tell me what's going on. Couldn't do it. But uh, fuck. Oh, I was going to ask you. Did so you were just talking about uh, like smashing together the courts, creating light. Do you know anything about how the technology behind like uh, the CERN machine works, the Large Hadron Collider? Is that within your realm? I know some about. It's not really enough to speculate upon, but I'm sure it's the same thing that we all know, that if you can take two, 
two atoms and get them going at a super high rate of speed and then they smash together that for one small fraction of any amount of time that maybe you could see it turn into something else or produce another element or break something open to where we can see a new science that's about all i know and honestly it, it could be evil for all i know but yeah i don't know too much about it except for that and within theory it makes sense okay yeah so definitely evil you heard it here first it's it's evil for sure no <laughs> i just yeah i just had a question because i think I figured maybe it's related, but it's probably it's seems like one of those things that could be related, but is like just worlds apart. Yeah. So, I mean, it's combining atoms, really, like shattering atoms and seeing if others combine, uh, if they kind of connect in any way. So I do something that's called atomization to the air and it's nitrogen. So if you atomize the nitrogen molecule, you're splitting two nitrogen atoms apart and then you have fertilizer. I mean, that's the reason that grass grows after it rains. It's not because of the rain. It's because of the plasma activities ripping the nitrogen molecule apart into nitrogen atom. Now try to put them back together. You'd have to take a super high rate of speed and slam them into one another. And if they shatter, you could see something else. You could see micro fragments of whatever these elements are that pair together or they just pair with themselves in some way that we see a new element. Matt. Can can you tell us, because um, because it's my understanding you've got several machines that you've created and work on and 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 offer. Am I right in that? Yeah. So can you tell us what they are and what the nature of of each thing is supposed to achieve? Yeah. So each one, it's really like a power rating. And the power rating is like field of distance that the EMS work within because like sound waves, the further they travel, the weaker they get. Now, the smallest unit, I have a travel unit. Then my silver unit is like a desktop unit. They both work amazing. One only has five watts of power. The other one has 200. And then my larger coils have 320 watts of power. And so it's an area of effect as well. Like the large one I showed you, you get two of those coils you place one, like it'll cover this entire office that I'm in right now, just by two coils. And you get two of them because whenever you have EMFs passing each other, it's kind of like two streams of water going by one another, creating a spiral. This is uh, what's called Faraday rotation. It creates a third electromagnetic field, a third the size, third the power. So what I try to do is set right between them because if that field's being created, I want that inside my body. But so it's, it's kind of like, you want to ride a skateboard to work or you want to drive a Maserati or you can go in the middle and just take like the Corvette. Interesting. So what in, do you feel when you engage these machines? Uh, nothing anymore. I mean, so a lot of people it's um, your melatonin levels. What I've found is evidence towards this. I'm not going to make any claims. Don't listen to me, but mel natural melatonin levels get adjusted to their natural state. So you'll feel tired. You'll sleep like a baby that first night. Uh, for men, you feel a lot of heat in your chest and on your shoulders. And you'll get it. And everybody gets like a tinny taste on their tongue. And this is heavy metals in your body detoxing. Now, women get more of like the shoulders being heated up. And they get like some tingling on the back of their neck. I don't know why it's gender specific, but it kind of is. And, you know, so you feel this warmth and you feel a difference in you. 
And I've had people just walk into like a garage and be like, I don't know what's been going on here. But for the last week, every time I walk in, it feels really odd. And then you tell them what it is and you turn it off and, it, you know, you don't feel it. Anymore. So you can kind of pick up on it on a sense. But man, it feels good all the time. So I try to keep them running. So these things are plugged in like how or are they just like vibrating naturally? No, no, no. They are plugged in. Um, so we have them on 10 foot cords. And so you have banana clips on them. And so we have a magnet that filters everything out. And we have a transmitter that runs uh, the microcurrent. So we, it's essentially an amplifier. And so you plug it in, it provides extra power. It turns it into microcurrent to where it flows throughout the coil. Every cross section, the positive and negative flip places, it creates electromagnetic fields. And overall, the technology is called vortex torsion technology. So it comes off the vertices as well. It, there's okay, quite definitely... a bit into it. When you get it, it's just a great time. Yeah, I'm definitely getting one of these. Uh, one of the things we were looking into for my son was uh, like heavy metal detoxing. Because when uh, you know when my kids were born, I was always skeptical. Not as skeptical as it was now, but we were on like a very delayed vaccine schedule. And... Uh, it's something that I just kind of like wish I could undo. We didn't get the M was it the MMR. We stopped like we, they, they each have like three or, and my daughter has five and all spread out, but it's like something I'm like, you know, I would like to detox from them from that as, as much, as much as I could. So yeah, maybe that'll help out. Yeah. And what they found is like, uh, they say it's uh, the mercury within it. Oh, it's organic. Mercury. It doesn't fucking matter. It's still mercury going in. And so they've done these tests over the years and they found that mercury goes to the brain. And, you know, here recently they've been doing a lot of studies upon autism in the brain and they're finding that it's uh, undergrowth of the brain to where it's been stunted a little bit. So in my mind, the only thing I can think of is that these vaccines are what's causing autism. So, you know, I, I wish you could undo the Merc or the vaccines as well, but honestly, there's no reason to feel bad about it because we've all been duped. I've gotten vaccines. Whenever I went into the army, they gave me vaccines. I was like, yeah, they're super healthy, and then sick for like five days. So, I mean, yeah. it's it's all bullshit, to be honest with you. And then to come to find out, oh, they don't really do testing, and now people are fucking dying from it. I have a girl up here who's a nurse, and she had a, uh, the COVID vaccine and two boosters, and she's sick as fuck right now. Yeah, it's, so, that's the case with most of the people that I know that have gotten that specific one, man. I'm I'm so glad to have been in uh in this community doing like it all kind of started with just art. But like if I wasn't in this community thinking this way, I could only imagine what I would I would have believed and what where I would have led my family. It's yeah. it's heartbreaking, really. Yeah, the yeah. social pressures really is is that was like a, a really phenomenal uh um campaign was the social pressures from from every which way and it's like speaking of things that we probably all did when there wasn't enough evidence to tell us maybe not to do that we're kind of in that realm right now we're being bombarded with you know cell phone signals bluetooth you've got uh radiation coming off of this household object that household object and it's only going to be a matter of time wi-fi until we figure out that we've been bombarding ourselves with all sorts of 
cancer causing, you know, whatever the issue is and dealing with technology that emits a frequency, do you at all take into consideration? Is there a difference putting that technology in a room that's next to your Wi-Fi router, that's next to your Bluetooth headphones, that's across from your TV, that's next to your cell phone that's bombarding you with this and that? Or is it is all kind of the same? Uh, so these are the Bluetooth is like 2.4 gigahertz and your lights are even higher frequency. It's a frequency rating. That's the that's the problem. So I deal with 20,000 hertz and below. And like I said, these are all natural earth given frequencies like a, a deer in the middle of a field is detoxing because it's getting 10,000 hertz from the sun on a bright and sunny day. That's a detox frequency because they eat all kinds of shit. So, I mean, they're not standing out there to get shot. And so this is essentially, you can kind of think of this as grounding as well. If anybody does like grounding mats or sleeping on grounding sheets, um, it's pulling all these overly charged high frequency positive ions in your body. It's just sucking them out of you and back into the earth. Well, this is kicking them out through EMFs and it's replacing it or it's regulating these. Interesting. Uh, does it? Does this have any effect on the on like the EMFs that are going, that are just around us every day. Like, uh, um, it's not going like, to you know, bother signals. Yeah. It's not going to bother them. So that would be well, what's called an interference wave. And that would have to be tuned to the same wave. So, I mean, kind of think, okay, well I have Bluetooth on and I have a five gigahertz router and I have cell phone signal. They don't interrupt each other. They run on different spectrums. Right. Right. Okay. Do you, do you subscribe to that, that, uh, this kind of stuff does hurt us because I, at night I turn my router off. I unplug it. I'll put my phone on airplane mode before I go to bed. Uh, try just to try to like eliminate as much as possible, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, not hundred percent. They bother us. We've been seeing disease pop up ever since 900 megahertz with the first cell phone signals. And honestly, if I could have that signal, I could build something that produces free electricity for millions of people around the world. But you know, even since then, though, that high frequency of 900 megahertz, we've seen sickness come out. We've seen sickness through every upgrade of these frequencies. I mean, fuck, look at 2020 when 5G started hitting. Everybody just went stupid. And we're yeah, getting ready to ask lot. you about that. Yeah. So I really do believe it's hardness. We've been seeing a drop in testosterone. We've been seeing a lot of cervical cancer. We've been seeing multiple, like a lot of prostate cancer, too. So we all carry our phones in our pockets and little kids, you know, they'll they'll even plug their phone into a wall and they will sit and play with it on their lap in a reproductive organ area. So that's the reason I developed an EMF blanket so that you can stick over the kid's lap. And that's a protection from it. It keeps keeps the radio signal off your balls. Yeah, I'm going to have to get one of those, too. Um, shit, man. <laughs> I should have had one. I should have had one a minute ago. <laughs> <laughs> they need to just make fucking boxer briefs that block that shit, dude. That's not they a bad them. idea. That's not a bad idea. They do have them. They're Faraday boxers. Oh, oh, I was nice. going to say, Matt, you can have that one. It's on us. You strike <laughs> me as the type of dude who's like not done. Like, are you working on anything else? Is there? Do you have aspirations to, to do something a little bit uh, more extreme than what you've been working on? I can see. Yeah, I, I have quite a few plans. And so I'm doing um, there's a company called Salt, Salt Capital or Salt something LLC out of Utah. 
and they work for the DOD within anti-gravity and I have a contract working with that. So I'm trying to build a lot of electromagnetics, uh, elect electromagnets. I'm trying to make it the most powerful in the world to where we can actually work at such a powerful rate that we have anti-gravity or we can just split the earth wide open if need be. And, you know, that's all DOD stuff. I mean, I'm not totally against the government having everything if they're going to help pay my bills and give me a little protection. But still, if they're not going to let me do what I need to do for humanity, then fuck. So, yeah. I mean, that's about where I'm at. Like you're talking about staying alive. My contingency is I have all of my research, everything I've ever theorized, all the math I've ever done. I have it backed up on hard drives, uh, some of them on live servers. Some of them, uh, the hard drives, I have the security key withdrawn from it that I've given to multiple people and I've sunk them in rivers. So there's about 16 of them around. And if I don't sign in weekly up on uh, authenticators and things, then everybody I've ever emailed in my life, they all get a copy of it. So it'll go throughout the world. And I don't think any narcissist isn't going to say, oh, well, let's kill him because then everybody's going to die. And they don't want to die. So it's, it's kind of like a interesting. It's an interesting time too, because maybe, maybe 20 years ago, you would have, it would have been easy to just be like 30 years ago, get this guy the fuck out of here, you know? And it's like, yeah. Matthew's gone. Now there's, there's probably like a, there's thousands of people that are like you at, at different, at varying levels where the, the government's like, we can't even keep the president awake in the white house. <laughs> like, we don't know what the fuck's going on anymore, man. What a, we're on the verge of something, of something very strange happening. Like a, a, yeah, a hopefully it's good. I mean, well, the chaos. I was, I was gonna I say we're in the. Well, yeah. I enjoy the chaos too, but it's like <laughs> we're in the middle of what feels like a giant power grab, and then there's characters like you coming up and 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 sort of no, that you don't have to have them consolidate the power. In fact, we can make something more efficient for everybody. And so right now we really are in this big struggle where they're trying to seize whatever rights and powers that they can so that they can consolidate and sort of be this big tyrannical one world government that has their, you know, hands uh, on the strings of everything, whether it's medical or power. And then, but still it's a game of whack-a-mole with characters like you popping up going, no, 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 no. We, we can do this. We can make things better for people. We can share this technology and, and, remove some of that power from you know big daddy government it's it's a it's a wild thing to see it's like a show unfolding yeah one of my favorite uh stories was uh is, is a guy cody wilson Are you familiar with him He's, i've heard the name uh, yeah he has a company called defense distributed they do like ghost guns and things like that but uh in between the turn the changeover from administration from uh, uh obama to to trump he was pushing through uh basically he was fighting with the obama administration saying that the code to print guns is uh, free speech because it's just ones and zeros. He's not doing anything. And in, in the changeover, in the chaos, he, it just, they were like, yeah, yeah, whatever, let it go. And now the cat's out the bag. So it's like, you know, the government, it, it's, it's a Leviathan, but it's, it's not, it's not solely focused on one thing. It's got a billion fires going on. And now there's like 7 billion fires going on. Cause everyone's, everyone's been losing their shit. So yeah, I just love the fact Leviathan. that it's a, well now it is yeah because how could you really control any of this stuff you know you've got matthew doing this one thing and then there's 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 a thousand other people doing uh, like creating other small fires it's like it's it's a beautiful it's beautiful chaos because you we're, we're, we are going to see some crazy shit but we're going to see some really awesome beneficial things that that that's slide through the cracks you know 
just flooding the zone. Yeah, I mean, if the government keeps on wanting to push and wanting to push like they do, and they want a pure extremism and communism and to control everybody, then I'm giving all my knowledge away for free anyway. I mean, that'll stop every bit of it. So, I mean, at the end of the day, it's either everybody lives a good life and they can put their hand in the honeypot, help control a little bit of it, and still have a little bit of regulation, or I give it all away for free. Amazing. Well, this is a conspiracy show. I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you. And I think you know a little bit about it because we've already gone through the whole Tesla thing. And what do you think about this idea? It, it, it's a fact, is it not, that Donald Trump's uncle oh. is the person who, uh, what was it, worked for the CIA or the FBI who was sent to procure all of uh, Tesla's technology. There we go. And now people believe and I, and and I don't know maybe I'm one of those people I don't know right but people believe that Donald Trump is a time traveler now he's a time traveler because he's got his hands no don't dismiss it I can see it I can see you want to dismiss it and I think we got to leave the door <laughs> open for this that Donald Trump is is a time traveler and he's utilizing Tesla's technology to do it man if he was a time traveler he really fucked up Yes. I mean, honestly, he should have seen everything coming. Dude had a mugshot in Fulton County. I mean, maybe he is. Maybe this is all part of the plan. I don't know. I mean, I do uh -oh. know our current president gets lost at home. And I know that Trump, he found his way to the jailhouse, which is fine. But he really fucked up. He could have stopped every bit of it if he was a time traveler. So That is true. We just haven't seen any kind of time space-time dilation that I know of. Maybe, maybe he is. I'm going to leave the door open for that. If he's, I mean, look at his son, dude. He's like, what, seven foot tall at 11 years old or Nephilim. whatever? He's like Nephilim 15 shit. at six foot eight. Nephilim shit. Dude, he's huge. I mean, maybe he's Nephilim. I don't know. I'm going to leave it all open. Just let yeah, them do I, their I, thing and make your mind. I'd say maybe if Trump did have a time machine, he used up whatever juice, uh, he he needed to, to make it work like in the 2016 election because he was gold. And then after that, everything else has just been like retarded chaos, just doing the wrong thing, surround himself with the wrong people. The, the, the vaccine, all this stuff. Yeah. He, if he if he had it, he doesn't have it anymore. Dude, he got that, it definitely seems like, it seems like he jumped here and got stuck and he was like, all right, I'm, I'm like the You ever see a show where they go back in time and then the time machine breaks. And so yeah. he had a pretty good plan to start with. Then he fucked yeah. it all up. And now he's just stuck in this time. I don't know, man. He, he got flossed by Fauci, all kinds of people like they got him. I mean, maybe he only had the three good years of memories that he knew exactly what to do. And then after that, it's all fucked. I think I mean, that's we had what it is. We had a damn good economy going. Everybody had a good life. Everybody was peaceful. And all of a sudden, boom, broke. Everybody's fucked. Yeah, he had he had the plan up until like like uh, 2018. 2018 was like, all right, that it's off. And then they threw COVID at him. It was like, now we're just now we're just like making shit up as we go. He's clearly not. He's not the guy. Who knows? Who knows what, where we go from here? With I don't no, even think it matters. Good dude. No. No, I've I've withdrawn from politics like so so hard. I used to be really paying attention. I'm like, there's just no hope. <laughs> Solution's not political. Well, I don't the know. Solution, I mean, 
the the no. chaos in it though is pretty amazing because I I really want Trump to win and get back in office. And I'm really hoping that elections are real and this happens because I want to see fury unleash. Like half oh, of no. me really wants to see that shit happen. Hundred percent. I'm yeah. Uh, listen, I'm supposed to be a libertarian. I'm voting for Trump. It's the most chaos. It's the most yeah. uh, entertaining, entertaining solution or resolution to whatever's happening here. Yeah. But I'm not black pilled. What what I'm I'm black pilled about politics, but I'm extremely white pilled about people like Matthew that are doing things like this right yeah i'm not putting my faith in these fucking retards that are you know seeking power and, and money they're not those aren't the people that are that are going to change the future for my kids they're going to fuck it up more yeah right. honestly the same way i think that at the top of it it's like at the highest levels that whole thing is a is a, a song and dance but at the lower levels there is still change that can be affected and i think that goes politically technologically speaking there's still cool shit that can happen i don't know if you know uh what is it raytheon is is going to have some big technological advancement that they're suddenly going to disseminate to the general public and make life easier the same way that the president is not really going to affect the direction of the country unless he gets in there and scorches earth which could be fun to watch but your local levels uh your smaller businesses these are the places where change does actually happen. It's just disheartening when you watch things happen on a grand scale because that feels immense. It feels like you can't do anything about that. It feels like there's no amount of stairs that Biden's going to fall down that we're suddenly going to be like, we got to fucking do something. This dude can't <laughs> even do the stairs. Okay, but, you know, that, that kind of stuff takes the wind out of your sails. But if you're looking at your, you know, your local sheriff or something and you can affect that change, then then there is still room there. And if you can, uh, you know, uh, be a patron to a small business and they've got a technological advancement that is new and isn't being uh, hoarded like, you know, gold by a dragon like Raytheon is doing or something like that, then yeah, there is still hope on on those scales. So so I would say, yeah, you're probably right. Like black-pilled on a big scale, but on a minor scale, no. And I'm not really black-pilled either. I like watching the show. I just like watching. It's what it feels like to me. Politics on on a grand scale, it's a show. It's better than anything you're going to see in Netflix. You know, they just yelled at this lady for vaping and having her tits out, and that was a a a, a big strange thing. It's just like psyop after psyop after psyop. But if you can get your head beneath that shit and look at people like Matt, who's doing something cool, and 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 you know, potentially if if he can survive without being assassinated by the CIA or something of that nature, then we might have something really cool coming down the pipe. I think they yeah. would approach me and ask me to work with them before ever assassinating me. They have a history of doing that, but luckily I only like to work for myself. Not Take them. the deal. Take the deal, man. <laughs> Dude, if I don't get that deal, I'm us. telling everybody everything. As soon as I find shit, I'll be like, yeah, aliens are real. Like I'm telling <laughs> everybody. Man, listen, listen Matt, I'm, I'm not you. I want to respect your time. I don't want to like pull you up like right into the edge if you have to go or anything. Um, but I, I did have a, a something to say about what you said with like like this clown show that's going on, and it, it, I, I'd like to tie it into the frequency stuff. But when like when nine eleven happened, I always say that there was like a ring of humanity, and it was kind of like very low. Like like they just showed you this trauma constantly. COVID happened. The ringing is very low. The free, like the overall frequency of humanity and people, were vibrating on a low level. If that makes sense, I just mean low as in like, you know, 
down, like depressed kind of thing. It, it, maybe it's a higher frequency. I'm not sure of the science of it, but all the shit that they show us, I feel like a lot of this is to is to manipulate the frequency of however we're vibrating as a whole. And they can do that through fear. They can do that through, you know, joy. But it seems like fear is what fear is really the easiest thing that they can manipulate us with and what they love to use. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I think that technologies like what you're working on are probably something that are diametrically opposed to what the powers that be want out there. Yeah, I, I really that's that's called neuro linguistic programming. So it's creating new neural pathways in your brain to train your brain how to think differently. Now, um, you know, there's different elasticities in the brain as well. Children have that more so than people of our age. So it's harder for us to or to learn new ways of the same thing. But if they keep on doing this to all of our kids, then they're going to grow up and they're just going to be nothing but a pattern of uh, slavery like everybody. I don't understand their greed on it. I don't understand like their sense of what or their want to have to con have control over other people, what their real agenda is. But I do know they're doing neuro linguistic programming and they're just doing some evil shit for some reason. And, you know, like money, who needs a hundred billion dollars or even five billion dollars or one billion? And they just keep on like, oh, give me more, give me more, give me more. I don't understand a lot of this. So the only thing I can see is that it's not from anything that I know of and it's nothing I've ever known, nothing I want to know. So fuck them. You know, I'll sit back and I'll watch the shit burn as it goes downhill. I, I love the case. I, I try to go viral on Twitter just so I can talk shit to people. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> that's literally yeah. all I do on there. <laughs> I'm just talking say, Take a note from top. Yeah. That's my whole goal. Uh, but if, if you, I mean, if you really want to look into that stuff, I, I think it's all biblical. I think it's satanic. And yeah, at the very end, it's like, like we were talking last week or the week before it's powers higher, powers higher than us that have plans for way longer than we will ever exist. And, uh, they're going to get there some way and there'll be a, you know, final showdown or whatever you'd like to believe, but there's going to be a culmination of things. And these are forces that are older than us. So you know, I guess maybe we could just affect what we can affect right now and for our kids and for, for our like, yeah. current lives, you know? Uh, either way, you have to accept it. I mean, we, God gave us free will. You have to be accepting of all of this evil and all of that plan before you're ever a part of it. I mean, you know, if it comes down to take the shot or I'm going to shoot you in the head, I'm like, okay, well, I'm getting a shot either way, so fuck off. I'm still not going to accept it and be part of that system. Yeah. So, I mean, that's yeah, a good thing. So as perfect, long as you though, keep on resisting. You know, Matt was just saying it, like this idea of what what amount of money is enough? Is it 10 billion? Is it 5 billion? You, you don't even have, I, I don't know what the, the statistics say, but it's like you don't even have the ability to spend that money in a lifetime, right? So where, what is it money? Now that doesn't make sense. Well, what about the, the power in the land? They kind of have all that already, uh, so that doesn't really make any sense. When is enough enough? What is the the goal? And I think what Top is talking about is like, I think last week or something. Yeah, we were we were kind of speculating at that, and it's like, who has the ability to play a game that long and a game that big? You know. So when Top says it's biblical, I agree with that a hundred percent. I feel as if we're just going towards something that our frame of reference doesn't make sense because, like Matt just said, we're looking at it from for money. Like, why why do you need? No, it's not the money. Uh, the power? Well, it's not the power. Also, the game is being played longer than any individual man lives. 
you know, yeah. so you're never going to be alive to see the fruits of your evil labor. You know what well, I just mean? Look so at, that's look at his entire company. Your entire company is is revolving around technology that existed already, yep. and then we forgot. So like we yeah we can't play this game this eternal game. It's it's insane to think like it's just it, we're just doing like reiterations of what we've probably done. Who knows how many times until yeah, there's a there's a CIA document that actually says that. If you look up the Adam and Eve story, the CIA D class, then it goes through all these different religions. Like it talks about Christianity and Islam and Hinduism. And at the end, it says, you know, it's not that Christianity's right. It's not the Islam's right. It's not the Hinduism is right. And they go through the list of all of them and say they're all right. Basically, the only thing we do is keep on living the same cycle and we all die off and do it all over again, which kind of makes more sense to me than the freaking Big Bang Theory. You know, if we just keep. We keep on reliving some kind of weird ass human experiment. I just yeah. think right now, dude, it, it kind of really feels like revenge of the nerds. Like all these kids that were picked on growing up, now they own all the tech companies and they're just pissed off and they hate humanity. Like you got Bill Gates and the alien looking guy over at Facebook. I mean, at least we got, maybe we might have one good nerd on our side and that's Elon, but fuck, Neuralink? Come on. I don't trust that motherfucker. Yeah, no. Dude, you, you kind of can't. I mean, I'm glad for Twitter, but that's about it. Twitter's the shit, and I'm, I'm happy to be on it. I, I, I got to ask you, you have, it's so funny we're talking about this ancient technology, and I'm sure this isn't lost on you. Uh, you have, you know, s some semblance of the flower of life on your on your shirt. It's this sacred sacred uh, geometry, this this mm -hmm. thing that is at the base of so many religions. How, uh, how does that apply here? Are you because a Mason? I know that it's... I'm not a Mason. They won't okay. let me into the Masons. I tried whenever I was young. Before I knew <laughs> what Masons were, they won't let me in. Um, so this is actually an atomic flower. If you look at this, it's the same symbol. It's on my lids. And every vertice, uh, which size it like right here, it touches the top, touches the top. It's a 14-point coil. But the flower of life is interesting because... You know, growing up, I've always drawn the flower of life in the right family. We've always put it down on things. I just, I just, you know, just whatever until I really dug into it. And so there's a lot of mathematical stuff within it because you have the seed of life, the flower of life and the tree of life. So there's there's a lot that goes into it with the interconnection. I've yet to really figure it out. I have speculations just on like different dimensions and energy and kind of where you're at in life. Wow. Yeah, that's that's crazy because there's this like this symbiotic relationship between uh, uh, frequencies and geometric geometrical patterns. And on the last episode, Top was talking about um, what's that, that plate. Yeah, yeah and how yeah. if you play a frequency, the the salt will arrange itself into a geometric pattern. Like as soon as you see that, you start to realize that um, this just sounds so stupid from somebody, but but like there's so much more to sound. You know, yeah. I mean, that's, just that's literally energy moving. That's all energy. That vibration is, it's a metal plate that's stuck pretty much on top of a speaker. And it's just shaking it at that vibratory uh, rate. So, I mean, it's all energy. Energy is not created nor destroyed. So, yeah. I mean, even friction. So that's the reason. So what he's talking about the perpetual motion, that's called zero point energy. And we can't create it because we have friction that interrupts our energy. 
So that's going to always draw it down and slow it down. Uh, we have friction in the air, like air resistance. We have friction within bearings. And this is also a reason that we can't do, you know, anti-gravity, like how we're seeing the UAPs that are doing this to where they can go from 10,000 feet down to uh, one foot above sea level in a split second because of the air. Now, if you generate something like uh, static electricity around a cubicle form, then you can get rid of all that air friction and travel that fast in theory. But I mean, we're kind of seeing it. Maybe maybe that's the next precipice that we was on, we're on, like you're talking about the next big thing that we're going to have life become easier. I mean, I think that all of that crap belongs to the USA anyway. Yeah, that's what that guy Bob Lazar was working on, right? Uh I don't know if you're coming up on time. Just let let us know because I don't want to. I really don't want to. Uh, you know. Yeah, uh, I've got about really... five more minutes. Perfect. Always ready. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, the guy Bob Lazar was talking about the anti gravity technology, and he was saying that like uh, the UFOs would point their whatever this thing is. Sure. It, would, it would. Yeah, it would fly in this in this manner. So he was theorizing that maybe it manipulates the the air and and whatever in front of it so that it sucks itself in rather than propels towards. So it's changing the the matter in front of it and moving at speeds that we can't comprehend or, or do right now. Yeah, so that sucking, I would think, is more so breaking the gravitational wave field in front of you versus behind you. So if you have something that can break that wave field, then the only thing you have is gravitational force behind you, which would push you and leave the front of it open and leave it at negative so it would suck you through. Yeah. Man. Yeah, Incredible. I actually have uh, one of my buddies from an uh, older show that I used to do, my old co-host, he sent me uh, a signed, you know, the, the the scribble that Bob Lazar did? It was sort of a, a heart-shaped force field around a craft. I think he was on, um, he potentially was on Rogan's podcast when he, when he tried to scribble that up. And somehow I got a signed copy of it. But I remember him saying that whatever this force field is that, that it generates because the inertia of, of moving that quickly would just scramble the pilot. It would turn them into just scrambled eggs. And so what's happening allegedly is that uh, everything within the force field is contained with, within its own gravitational pull or its own gravitational field. And so up is not up. In, in other words, you know, if, if the field is upside down, well, the field still stays stationary. So everything within it is still experiencing gravity the same way yep. that it would if it was on earth. But you know, obviously it's in a different position and that somehow this element, if like Top was saying, if it's angled correctly, pulls itself through space instead of uh, a combustion engine that propels it forward, this element is somehow pulling itself. And, you know, maybe we will see uh, that technology, but once again, we're dealing with the exact same thing where it's like, how do you monetize, right? Because that's what the industry is doing. The industry is trying to monetize. That's why we don't get these things. How do you monetize that? There's no fuel source. Uh, I, I would imagine maybe there's some upkeep that you could monetize, but you know how you monetize it, David. Tell us a, wh where can where can the people watching this buy your shit? How can they support you? This is how you monetize stuff. Realrifetechnology.com/nephew. Go <laughs> there, and uh, so I'm going to set you guys up on that really quickly. Wait till after this is over, then use it. And so, realrifetechnology.com slash no actually i can't do that use nephilim as a discount code it'll give you 10 percent off and that's how you monetize it because i'm i'm going to set up the same deal through that but 10 percent off for your guys viewers 
I'm going to send you both the silver unit out. Thank you. Yes. Go support, go support this guy. This is incredible technology. I think it's beneficial. And I, I, I personally can't wait to, to use this. My wife is going to be so psyched. You have no idea. She's, she loves this, but Matthew, thank you for, this was last minute. You came out, you spent like an hour with us over an hour telling us all this incredible shit, man. And I just, I can't thank you enough. So, man, I'd love to do it again. And I'm definitely going to tell people about you, other shows, whoever I can tell about you. Yeah, let's do it, man. I really appreciate coming on. Thank you both so much. You have no idea how much I really appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Thanks, man. Thank you for your time, brother. All right, guys. We'll we'll catch you again uh, maybe next week or whenever we decide to do it again. Peace out.